right, welcome to the Salty Dogs podcast here coming out of Wichita, Kansas. I'm Jason Villanueva, and I'm one of your hosts this morning. And Casey Tavares is here. He's our background music guy, produced, and he's the, he's mixing it up over maybe here. We sh- maybe it should be like like metal opening. Is Christian death metal called life metal? <laughs> it probably should be. It should be called life metal. Okay. I don't know. Glad we got that. People like to tag Christian to the front of things. It's like it's Christian Wiccan. (laughs) (laughs) It makes it okay. (laughs) Pure flicks. Pure flicks. Man, we uh, Uh, here we are. We're excited. It's it's early Saturday morning, and I'm amped off this coffee, dude. Are you pumped up? Starbucks put a little extra something something in it this morning. Whoa, bro. Yeah. You shouldn't be saying They're only supposed to put one crack rock and for some reason they put <laughs> two crack rocks. <laughs> they must have uh they must have spilt a little bit in there. Yeah, I think sales Oop. sales were down last quarter. And a dash so crack. Oops. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh goodness gracious. Wow. Man, we're excited. We have uh we have a special guest this morning who is a um he was kind of a, a, a last minute addition, but it was the it was the Lord's it the, work. It was the Lord's work. It was yeah. the Lord's work. I'm and so we have excited about that, dude, because obviously something's gonna happen. Yeah, we've got a uh, lineup like that. Just we've got nowhere. Pastor. I don't know if you carry that title or not, but Mister Mister Joel looks good in a policeman uniform, Potter, and a and a gun on his hip with a gun on his hip. Like That's that. right. I like that. You can say hi, Joel. Hey, hi. There he is. <laughs> thanks, thanks for introducing me. I'm just Joel. <laughs> hi, <laughs> Joel Potter's here this morning, just and we're happy to be here. That's right. Yeah, I I like to play. <laughs> we uh we're diving into part two of our um, trees, branches, fruit, and roots. Our bora culture. Rudy tooty, fresh and fruity. A bora culture is that a real word? Yeah, that's it is. the our field bo- that our bora culture. Our bora culture, yes. Hmm. It's a real thing. So you study arboriculturalism. <laughs> That's not a thing. Lism, lism, culturalism. Yes. Okay. <coughs> cult. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cult. There you go. You know, we it's get the cu- word cult from culture. Right. So you're in a tree cult. It's true. Well, better than being in a Christian cult, I guess. I would say so. Oh. <laughs> I would say so. Don't drink the Kool Aid. That's right. So we're we're. Uh, <laughs> We're 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 getting into part. We're Boy, being silly this it's morning. It's already ornery this yeah. morning, dude. This it is are, about, it's already something's about to get lit up right no, now. No, it's it's going to be good. We have yeah. Joel Potter with us, and so, uh, man, I love Joel. Just want to say so a couple things about him. He pastors Jesus Life Church here in the city, and I can tell you that uh, just because the sign says Jesus Life Church on the building, uh, does not mean that only Jesus Life Church is. Um, a tenant yeah. or a minister in that building. It, yeah. There's multiple things happening there. Uh, he's kingdom-minded guy. He, uh, let me. He's one of the guys that gave me a call one day and just said, "Man, bro, like whatever's ours is yours. We're kingdom-minded. So if you need this, if you need that," and I was like, "I need this and that." And he said, "Well, you can use this and that." And so it's like this, and, and like, like that, that, and uh, like this, and uh, yeah. yeah. So <laughs> he's that kind of guy. And man, it just really touched my heart. So I love this guy. I don't spend enough time with him. Uh, but we've got him on the mic here this morning. So tell us real quick, just, man, one or two minutes about who you are, what you do, what your passion is, and then uh, we'll dive into the meat. Yeah, good. Uh, I'm Joel. I uh, 
<clears throat> have had a heart for Jesus and leadership of the Holy Spirit forever, but didn't understand it. Uh, followed the rules and regulations of the church, and so uh, have always been bivocational. Uh, has been in this field for uh, ten years. What's uh, this field? Poli- yeah, sorry, police. I'm a police and fire officer at the airport, uh, so I do police and fire. I prefer the fire side, but I'm still a cop. Yeah. Uh, so we can say that cop. That's okay. It's not derogatory. No, that's all right. Yeah. I almost said yeah, cop, yeah. and I was like, No, you're good. Police man. You're good. Okay. I, I say police to my kids and police. get in trouble for my wife. Five zero. Five zero. That's fuzz. good. Yeah. We, the one time. Those are the nice things people call us. <laughs> so I'm good if yeah. they call us that. I'm yeah, good with there that. You go. Yeah. Uh, I always say the one time whenever we're driving down the oh, the one time. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah. So um, so on top of my job, have an amazing family, three kids, uh, my wife Becca. Uh, incredible and uh, we lead together Jesus life and have really surrendered that thing to the Lord so it's not our thing and even saying I lead it is tricky because the Lord's doing doing his thing with that it's pretty incredible what's happening there and uh, yeah my heart is simply for people to know Jesus personally and intimately and uh, to be free of any obligation the world puts on that relationship that they would purely and truly know him for who he is and what he has to offer them that's what's up. I so, like that. Yeah. That's, do you get to? Do you get to? Do you get to? I mean, we're. I'm just gonna go into. It yeah, go thing. for it. Do you get to do that a lot at your job? Like, get to. I mean, because I know people that are that are policemen that kind of. I don't know. Just. It's it's kind of different when you see, like their heart or their mindset behind it, and with all this crazy stuff going on right now with Black Lives Matter, Blue Lives Matter, all right. this, all these cops getting hemmed up for shooting people or what, whatever it is, man. It's just kind of it's kind of interesting to me to get to talk to somebody like, yeah. that's a like you know you're obviously leading a church and stuff like that. Like, how does that? How do you get to share that kind of that kind of your faith and like yeah. get to lead people? Because I mean, you obviously see a lot of crazy stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, you know. Uh, I do. I, uh, I, a long time ago, I made a decision that I'm not going to be politically correct. I'm going to be Jesus correct, I guess. I've never said that till right now. You're so. not going to be PC. Be- I'm going to phrase it. I'm better, gonna- <laughs> better come correct. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I, uh, at being stationed at the airport, uh, I have a lot of freedom. We're, we're less busy than on the streets. We, right. So uh, there are a couple of positions out there uh, that I can be in the terminal or I'm out on patrol, so I am on the streets. But when I'm in the terminal, dude, I'm just with people the whole time. So, yeah, I've had... Uh, Cool. And you can I tell a quick story. Cool. Yeah. Man. Two, two quick stories. Uh, we had a, a lady that was here illegally actually. And, uh, she was up at checkpoint and you know, I come, I, I have my AR on me at all oh, times yeah. when I'm, when I'm at work and, and, well, uh, the airport's serious business, man. Yeah. Like, well, yeah. And they know we're terrorism, there. Terrorism and all. Well, the hard part is they know we're there. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. So if somebody and scouts AR, it out. So if someone's coming, they're coming, they're coming yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah. They know, <laughs> right. Not Jesus correct. Not but Jesus correct. correct right? Yeah. Uh, so anyway, this, I, I get called up to check, to checkpoint by TSA and I have to tell this lady, Hey, you're, you're here illegally. We're not going to do anything about that, but you need to go. So I walk around and meet her on the other side. I'm like, Hey, can I pray for you? <laughs> so I'm, I'm <laughs> nice. standing there. I kicked like, her out. You gotta and, go. And she's in tears, Over dude. Here. She's got kids that she doesn't even have with her. They're here cause she's here illegal. And so, yeah, just bringing, bringing the peace of the Lord. And, uh, and then also another gal that works there, uh, this young lady, she couldn't see out of her peripheral vision. I said, well, let's, Let's just pray. So I have my rifle on. I'm in the middle of the terminal. I probably shouldn't. I, you know, you got to be tactical. You got to be aware. Uh, but eyes That's open. Why you keep your eyes open. Lay, you yeah, I did yeah. lay hands on her, and uh, she got she got healed, dude. In in front of another guy who thought I was crazy. You know, she walked away, and I said, "Hey, how was that, dude? What do you think of that?" And she said, "Yeah, he thought you were crazy." And I said, "Well, tell him you got healed because she did." So yeah, wow. just those are a couple of stories. Just 
just bring in, bring in life, man. That's what I'm talking about. That's how that works. Yeah. It's, and that's here, cool. And here I am at my job, and I'm like, I'm going to sit behind a computer screen, and you know, I, just, I wish I was free to go do the Lord's work. <laughs> and then Joel's like, bro, you can, and I do. And I'm like, you're just more holy than I am, I guess. Hashtag so holy. That's what that's my right. wife Hashtag and I say. So, so holy. Soho, so holy. Soho. I, I was so told we're not allowed to say that because that has bad connotations. Just What's that, holy? Ix, ixnay on the Soho thing. Oh, Soho. That's oh, what I was told. Yeah. Soho bad? I, I guess that's bad. Apparently so. so I don't know who? why. I don't know. Somebody that knows the streets. <laughs> Somebody that lives on these mean, mean streets. <laughs> Ain't no love in the heart Someone who started at the bottom, now they're here. Yeah. Yeah, sorry for all the cult. We're, we really are. We do love Jesus. For real. We just, we lived in the you world know what? for a long time. Whatever, man. You know? <laughs> whatever. Wait, what do you mean, whatever? That's I mean, like, whatever. We love Jesus. I'm not going to, you know? For we real. We have a good time. We like to We like to get loose, cut cut loose a little bit. We do. We do. Well, Joel's with us. We're excited. Um, we're going to dive in. So we're we're part two of this uh, this tree, this tree thing, Casey. This guy, he hangs out in trees all the time, and as a matter Literally. of fact, as soon as he, he does hang out, and as a matter of fact, he'll uh, he'll leave here and go do a couple bids and a, and a job, so yeah. he's all about it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, cool, I'm glad we get to do this again, and I'm glad that we actually have a part two, because I was thinking last time, I was like, man, what if this just completely tanks and we just go nowhere, you know, but the, but the fact of the matter, dude, is that this is so deep. Uh, you know, and when whenever people talk about science and things like that, you know, and they use science to kind of try to derail Christianity, well, it's like right here, what we're about to talk about is Jesus, you know, using science before science was even really a thing, you know what I mean? And so the more that we now, because of science, because we uh, got to where, you know, we got on Jesus's level where he was, you know, 2,000 years ago already before we even got there, you know what I mean? To, to look at this from the perspective and to see the depth that he was talking about, man, like there's no, you, you, you can't just look at these teachings and be like, no, he didn't know what he's talking about. It's like, how did he know that back then? Because uh, he's a creator. Because he's a creator, bro. He, him, because he created all the him, process. All things were created Correct, by man. Him, and for him. So yeah. it's so, it, I mean, this is so cool I, I, that I get to, you know, be in my wheelhouse or whatever. But last time we were talking about, um, uh, just being the, the tree in general, Jesus, you know, being, the, you know, what it means to be a branch. And I find it interesting, Jason, you hit me up and you're like, hey, man, we got this guy coming on. And, uh, you know, he's actually been teaching on the soils recently. And so it's like, whoa, man. So God's obviously doing something cool. And uh, I think this is this is going to be cool to let this come out and get it popping today. But, you know, um, when Jesus or when God says in Isaiah Jason, you had actually brought this verse up to me a long time ago, and I didn't even really know about it. Um, but in Isaiah 61, uh, 3, when he's talking about um, the, the Lord is going to plant us as oaks of righteousness for his glory. And I'm like, okay, right? And then we see in Psalms, you know, blessed is he who, you know, Psalms 1, if you want to go there. Yeah, he's like he's like a tree planted by streams, streams of, of water, water right? yeah. who yields its fruit in season. And so from this yeah. concept, Jesus is the tree. We are part of the tree as the church, right? The whole body. But individually now, when, he's, we're, spo- when we're spoken of as individual trees, mm-hmm. uh, what does that Both. look y- yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's cool. It's cool. Uh, so what does that look like? And in our border culture, we have, um, we have a saying that we, you know, say the right tree for the right side. Meaning this, uh, a tree... 
is never limited by its uh, its genetic potential, right? It's only limited by the site that it's planted in, right? And so what we have seen with trees and what science has seen with trees is that urban areas, things like this, places where they're not really a natural environment, right? Uh, it, trees don't reach they their, don't thrive. their full potential, right? Yeah. So they're always limited by something. And so, so, so you could, if you tried to plant a redwood tree, say in Wichita, it would not reach the potential it does in California. Well, probably not. No, I mean you got to look where they're growing at, right? And they're, I mm-hmm. mean, those are the those are the oldest living organisms on this planet, hmm. man. <laughs> and and so it's like, yeah, that yeah, he's he's getting the the gigs, <laughs> Love it, dude. the gigs. Love it, dude. They, I mean, it's incredible, man. And so you know, uh, these trees have been thriving for years, and so. But yeah, you're correct. It will. I, I, you know, it it all depends. Uh, you know, and they have like these these guys from. You know, I'm going to give a plug to Bartlett. Bartlett Man, you know, it's an arborist supply store, but they have a project, you know, the Archangel Project, where they go to the redwoods and the sequoias and stuff like that in California, and they take clippings so that they can clone the redwoods. And, you know, I don't know why I'm going off on that, but do, but it's so interesting. Man. Yeah, it's, it's, inter- it is, it's interesting. It's so interesting. That's for so what I wanted yep. to get, what I wanted to get into, is the impo- one of the most important aspects of uh, of trees. Uh, you can't really discuss trees without discussing soil. It's, uh, I mean, soil is is what if not the most important it is the most important part of of the tree where it's planted yeah why it's planted there and so mm, i can feel it getting good already oh man you know and so naturally what do i want to do i want to go to you know the, the parable, the parable of the soils man Matthew yeah 13. and so let's let's open this up real quick uh and i'll i'll read and then we'll just start i I, I don't want this to be me teaching. I want this to be a conversation because that's how that's how I get my. Do you want to read through the whole thing because he tells it, but then he explains it. So what if we just start with the explanation? You whatever you think, man. Yeah. You go ahead. You want me to go ahead? I do. Okay, I just jumped in on him. <laughs> Good. Uh, parable, stop par- parable of the sower explained. Here then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in his heart. That is what was sown along the path. As for what was sown on rocky ground, this is the one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. As for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word but the cares of the world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and it proves unfruitful. As for what was sown on good soil, this is the one who hears the word and understands it. He indeed bears fruit and yields, in one case a hundredfold, in another sixty, and in another thirty. Mm. And so Jesus, right, he teaches, he says, there was a sower who sows the seed. And so we know that the, the sower sows generously, and he sows everywhere. He's not meticulously planting seeds and you know, in places he just is throwing the seed from this bag, from his, the pouch on his side, right, or basket or whatever. Johnny Appleseed. Johnny Appleseed, and he's throwing it, and so it's landing in these different places. And so what the sower knows when he sows, it's going to fall in these different places, mm-hmm. but it doesn't stop him from sowing. Right. And so then Jesus explains what those soils are, right? Correct. Yeah. Correct. And let's, I mean, let's let's go ahead and let's go ahead and talk about. I mean, he explained the first. Actually, man, I want. What, what have you been teaching on? Yeah, so yeah, 
because uh, this—that's interesting <clears throat> that you're that you're teaching what I was about to, you know, recently what I've been trying. To- so the the question is, in with us us three, which one of you guys was good soil for real before mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit came in before He did His work? Right. No. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Nobody. But I believe that's a lie that we've been believing that the enemy wants us to believe it and to even look as leaders and people like, oh, they're not good. I've heard it, dude. Oh, they just weren't good soil. They weren't. And I'm just like, man, I'm not. I'm not a pansy. Like, I'm not going to give up like that. That's the Holy Spirit's work. And so just broken by this, the enemy comes, what, First Peter 5, he comes to like a roaring lion, right, to steal, kill, and destroy. He comes, yeah. and so I believe the enemy is, is twisting this in our minds, like, oh, they just weren't good. So they, But we need to introduce people to the Holy Spirit because in John let me read it. Am I allowed to skip around here? Yeah, man. absolutely. In John 14, I was real excited you guys were in John 15 because I've been hammering John 14. Um, and well, first, let's go back. I'll just read this real quick. It's interesting to start out Isaiah 61. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me. Mm-hmm. Like this Holy Spirit, he's fully God. He's equally God with Jesus, with the Father. They're equally God. His role is to lead us and to direct us and to remind us of Jesus' truths. But we just have good teaching of him. We just have good, you know, oh, yeah, oh, he's uncomfortable, so we're going to have a good teaching, but we're not going to walk in that because some people have abused it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? And so let's let him make the soil. Let's let him make the decision. And I'm going to bathe this in prayer. Like, for instance, let's say I had the opportunity to share Jesus with you, Jason. Man, I'm going to bathe that thing in prayer. I'm not going to sit and think about Oh man, did I say that right? Oh, is he gonna take this? What's what's Jason? You know what, Jason? Jason's got to stop drinking. I'm gonna call him right now. Hey, dude, you got to stop drinking. Like, no, I want the Holy Spirit to tell you that because if you have behavior modification, you don't have life transformation. And I get there are times to modify behavior. I get like if you're smoking crack, we probably ought to help you get yeah. over that. But even that, let's take steps. Or drinking Starbucks. Yeah, drinking Starbucks. But let's take steps. And so, um, so John 14. This is. a an interesting little ditty that just blew me away. This is all pretty fresh to me yeah. too, just so you guys know, yeah. like, to say I worship the Holy Spirit is real uncomfortable to say out loud. And now it's, it's interesting. Now it's recorded. So now I'm, yeah. now I'm stuck. Now there's you know? nowhere to hide. <laughs> uh, so is this, uh, let me find it. Sorry. John 14. Yeah. John 14. Uh, We're basically just having Bible study, and you guys get to listen to it. Yeah, yeah. And I'm so, trying to look around so, the mic with so this bad some, shadowing. Some pages. <laughs> we we actually do bring our Bibles here, contrary to popular belief. We use those. Okay. See, I've taught all through this chapter the last couple of weeks. So, okay, here we go. So, in uh, verse 16, so Jesus is laying out his oneness with the Father, and uh, this all ties in. I promise you. At the end of the first, his first talk about with the Father, he says. Uh, you, if you ask me anything in my name, I will do it. And then verse 15, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. Man, he makes this simple, you know? I'm not, and I'm not trying to jump on my simple gospel. Thing. I'm just, this is part of the, the soils. Like, right. dude, he makes it simple. Let's make it simple for ourselves and take these, these obligations and these, these, these pharisaical mindsets off of our shoulders and just really love Jesus. Like you're saying, I could tell when he's like, we're just, we're just messing around. We really do love Jesus. And you're like, no, man. We can mess around. You know what I mean? Like yeah. there's, there's this stipulation <laughs> yeah. of like, we follow Jesus. So Prim we look problem. forward and you we don't joke. And you can't say that. Yeah. Right. And so, um, so you have that. I repent. <laughs> I repent. 
Um, listen to this. So Jesus says, I will ask the Father, it's verse 16, I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him, but you know him because he abides with you and will be in you. Do you hear that? Will be. You know him because he abides with you. That's the only way you know. Is that crazy, dude? Yeah. So it's not about you and your mind and your perception and your surrender and your sacrifice. It's about you know him because he abides within you. So think about the soils. And I think about my buddy just the other day. He was talking about his lawn and he said, yeah, I've been doing a lot of research. He said, I haven't been watering my lawn. Like, okay, dude. And he said, because if you water your lawn from day one, the roots are real shallow. I don't know, this is not tree stuff, but lawn stuff. And it struck me, and he said, when the tips start to turn brown, that's, that's good. Like, it's good to see that. You know, like, the seed has to die to grow, right? So yeah. you see this, and he said, when you do that and the grass has to strive to live, that the roots go way deep trying to find water. Hardiness, yeah. yeah, tries to find water. Ooh. But if you're always watering it, so what do we do? We have the soils. And Casey, you might be, you might be, dude, I see some thorns, bro. So I'm going to put an umbrella up program. Hey, bro, Ooh. you plug in with uh, XYZ ministry because that's going to be good for you. And then you, can you help out with children's ministry? And then go ahead and be the youth pastor. And then go ahead and, and all the while you're connecting to things, but you don't have, the life transformation that the Holy Spirit is leading you in. And so that goes back to the soil. So it's not trying to be established without even going through yeah. the, without guying, you know, when, when you establish a tree and I, I agree with you on, a, on, you know, the, on good soil and bad soil, but what, what we're talking, when we talk about sowing, you know what I mean? in the right tree in the right site, you know, often soil amendments and correcting the soil is difficult to do when the tree has already been established yeah. before you, <laughs> before, before you even start, you know, the best time to, to correct the soil is before you even plant. And so the Holy Spirit does do his work. And I believe, you know, yeah, the good soil, you know, I believe we, we are good soil. Yeah, you're right, yeah. man. But, but when God plants, you know, uh, he, he does, he makes the correct amendments for good. us already. You know what I mean? And he turns that up. And what you're saying is true, man. Those roots go deep, and when you have the, the the correct soil type, right, which is a mixture of sand silk loam, is what it's called. So it's yeah. like it's it's the perfect it's a it's the perfect balance of of the three of the three. You know, there's three different types of soil, sandy soil, and then you get into like acidity in soils as it, well. Correct pH yeah. levels. So the soil is, is so deep, and but you're right. Once, yeah, wait, can we go you, back? I wanted to hear you stopped three types of soil. I wanted to hear that what uh, you're just sand, about to say. Oh man, sand silt and clay. Are they all fruitful in? specific places or is there one that's not there well if you have too much of one so if you have too much clay it the clay okay this is this is where you get into macro and micro pores right and so yeah. and so clay is micro pores meaning meaning that it retains water so tightly that it's not available the water is not available for uptake right so the tree can't take it up right and so but then uh, you have sandy soils, right? And this is what I think Jesus was talking about when he's talking about rocky oh, soils. We're not talking about specific little little tiny rocks in the ground. He's talking about sand. He's t what sand is what crushed up rock. It's right. it's it, you know what mm -hmm. I mean. It's it's yeah yeah. So it is it is rock, and so it's a sandy soil, right? So and the roots can't you, you, you can't take it up right there, man. You don't have a foundation because the, you know sand is what it shifts. It's constantly mm -hmm. shifting. Yeah. it's not stable, mm -hmm. right? Even <laughs> even hey, build your house upon the rock. The guy the the foolish man built it upon the sand, sand. because it cannot yeah. stand, right? And yeah. that's what he's talking about right there, literally. When yeah. the, when the when the t so you're establishing, but you know, and these roots are going out. They're they're searching for water, but in the time of adversity, you know, it's not going to hold. 
Amen. So we're talking about that, you know, and talking about these different things. But but what I wanted to talk about, what you you pointed at something, which was the roots go deep when they have to strive for it, right? So there is a mixture, and I do don't don't ask me the percentages because this is like it's too much. It's just too much information. I don't have a I don't have a PhD in soils, right? But but when the soil <clears throat> is is it it's proper, you know, it caught it forces those roots to go down deep. That's what those buttress Amen. roots are for, and all the absorbing roots are in the top. So anyway, yeah. So. Dude, so think about it. so what you're saying is all three of those soils are healthy when they're in moderation and when well, they're working together. Together, right? So <clears throat> when you have equal parts of all that, that's that's the loam. That's right. what it's called. It's not equal parts of every single one, but rather it's it's just right. that's what it's called. It's called loam when when it's the perfect it's the perfect soil for the tree to, thr- to for the tree to thrive in. Yeah, interesting. It is interesting, you know. And even when he's talking about you know um, being planted by water, you know, I mean, like a, a a river, right? Well, I think back in the old days, like, I'm like, man, what, what, what picture of that do we have? Egypt, man, the Nile, sure. dude. And if I flew over the Nile whenever I was going to India, dude, and it's insane because around it you have all this barren wasteland, but right there in the Nile, like, you know, the or is it the Nile? It is. The it's Nile. the yeah. Nile. And, and <clears throat> right there in that valley, you have all this green, man, because of all the salt wow. that's coming through. It's, right. it's incredible, man, to think that's about that. That, that. Yeah, so I was contemplating that, thinking about that. I was like, dang, man, you know, like, that's that's where you want to be at, right? You yeah. don't want to be out there. Or out For there. real. You want to be next to the river, man, because that's where all the lush green was. Yeah, I mean, I got this, it was incredible, this overhead picture of the Nile, dude, and it's just green all the way up, and then everything else is yeah. barren. So, so based on the scriptures that we're reading, so there's seed that falls in good soil, and then in Psalm, it talks about being planted by a river and it'll yield its fruit in season and its leaf will not wither. <laughs> and then in Isaiah, it says, you'll be a planting of the Lord, an oak of righteousness to yep. display his splendor. And so it seems as though there's this ideal situation it is. for a Christian to thrive it absolutely is. And, you know, like I, t- like I told you before in this last podcast, dude, God's an arborist, bro. He's in the business of reproduction. <laughs> yeah, laughing when you said that. You're like, God's an arborist. He I'm is, like, man. Yes, he is. Yeah, yes, I, he is. I agreed you know? with you when I heard yeah. that. Yeah. And so, and so, but he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? He knows when he's planting. He knows... He, he created it. This is the process. And so when we look at the process of sowing, we look at even the process of installation and establishment of young trees, man, you can even glean so much from that. If you look at God as doing that process for us, there are process, there, there is a specific, you know, uh, guideline, right, to where you can plant, to where you can ensure that that tree is going to be established, right? Mm-hmm. And so, so when we look at these things, like the soils, it's just so important. And so, uh, we're going down a rabbit hole. We need to reel it in, Jason. You're not doing a very a good rabbit job. hole. Or, yeah, you're not. You're no, not. I'm learning. I'm okay. sitting here like Man, good. gleaning. I'm you're listening to Casey. Like, give me more, brother. Amped up. Yeah. Are you pumped? You know, I don't know. Can I interrupt you, dude? Yeah. Yeah. So, the soil thing you got me blown away, bro. The three so the loam. So that's the body of Christ, bro. And what we're doing is that picture I showed you that we're mm-hmm. separating. Like, oh, I'm a. I'm a Pentecostal. I'm a charismatic. I'm a it's word guy. To I'm be together, dude. And and so what are we? Let's just be real. What are we planting people into? Like, oh no, you come in here. We're not. We're not those guys. We're not the we're not, silt. We're not. Them. We're not the sand. Like, bro, we're not the clay. You know? Bro, yeah. Dude. We should have a radical, crazy, quiet, contemplative, overwhelming worship service, right? You get what I'm saying? So you have everyone. You have you have some people that are like, ah, then you have some people that are like, mm. and then you have other people that are like, 
oh, what, yeah. what's happening? What's happening? You know what I mean? And yeah, we need to stop segregating the body of Christ because Romans 12 and 1 Corinthians 12 clearly says we're all individual members of the body of one body, one baptism, one baptism, one spirit. But we're all diverse. You know what I mean? Right? But we don't celebrate diversity. Right. We, 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 cha- we chastise diversity. And we separate it into we little. We separate it and yeah. we say all those crazy, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and I understand, you know, uh, where people are getting kind of turned off by because there are radical, you know, sects of Christianity that are kind of like, dude, like Mm -hmm. put that snake down, bro. You know that that's not what that verse meant. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) So, but we see those kind of things, you know, and did that tickle you? Jason? It did. <laughs> Put that snake down, brother. See, I got to stay far, far away from those snake people because I'm not having it. Yeah, but For you real. know, but you're I, absolutely. We, correct. I'm just grateful there's not a sect of Christianity that's spider handlers. Cause oh I, yeah, I'm yeah. with you, bro. Yeah, I'm with you. <laughs> Spiders, bro. Yeah. You know, but I don't kill spiders, bro. You know why? Because they have their part. They do have. They, they, they do have their part. Yeah. My wife's like, kill that spider. I was like, you know what? He didn't do nothing to you. He's uh-huh. just hanging out. Yeah, dude. he did, dude. <laughs> he broke in my house, bro. He that's did. right. It's it's not their uh, it's not that they're not good for the environment. It's that they have the potential to hurt you very badly, depending on whether or not they have an hourglass that's red, <laughs> right, yeah. or a or a fiddle or whatever. And ain't nobody got time to look that close <laughs> on their back, so we're just <laughs> done. Somebody, I picked that thing. Ain't up. nobody got time it. for that. You know, I have a million dollar idea. It's here we go. It well, I've heard this. It, a million it would times. be it would be so specific for spiders, but you know, like. It would be like a little eyeglass thing you put up to your eye, and you could see a spider from far away to see what kind of it was, and it would like digitally, like tell you what it is. I don't know. I'm not going to get on that. I don't know. I, I don't I'm know. Just, yeah, I'm, you're on your own, bro. Uh, back no, to the soil. It's going yeah, to happen. It's going to happen. Soil, <clears throat> man. Uh, I'm trying to find something. Sorry, I'm paying attention. No, it's I'm all good, to... man. Go ahead. We're just kind of talking. You're doing here, your dude. research. It's no, yeah, it's got no. He's doing his research. No right rhyme now. or reason. He's googling and Wikipediaing. Well, it, even I'm glad that we start out with the explanation of the soils rather than just reading the whole thing. But even yeah. there in the first one, right? So, it, gosh, this is hard to. It's hard to read and be on the Bible and be on the mic. You got to hold it up. Yeah, there it is. There it is. Uh, the first one, uh, the ones along the path are those who have heard. Uh, then the devil comes and takes away the word from their heart. Do check this out, man. The most detrimental thing to a tree is being planted. It, Urban urban areas, right? High foot traffic, uh, hmm. you know things like that. Because what happens? What we see, dude. Gosh, this is so cool. <clears throat> what happens to the soil uh, when there's a lot of of traffic and things around that, like an urban areas, construction things like that, is that it, it actually ends up compacting the soils, meaning it crushes the macropores down to micropores, where the soil and the tree can no longer take up nutrients because it's so tight. Mm. Right, that they yeah. can't take up the water. They can't, and everything, all the nutrients have to be water soluble for the roots to take it up. Right, mm-hmm. and actually, and so it's packed so tight, the water's held so tight, or it, it, the water won't even sink down at all. It won't leach through the soil. Mm-hmm. Right, so that the, the, and that's the trampling. This is the trampling, right? But we think, okay, so let's 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 ponder that for a little bit, right? If the devil's going to take the seed yeah. from you, right? If the devil's going to do this washing of the water of the word of God. The word of God is water to you, right? Mm-hmm. How can you take that up? How can you take that up if it can't leach down to the soil and be held at water pulled in capacity, right? So the busyness, mm-hmm. and I look at this, man. I look wow. at, through, I look at, I look right. at my life right. right now. And just Jason, we were talking about this on the car ride over here. Dude. I'm so discontent, man. Not, not, not with God, 
but but with the world around me right now, man, because it's so busy, it's so loud, it's so it's all these things. There's right? no margin. There is no right. So and we're so inundated with busy, 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 busy. Because if you're busy, if you're too busy for God, that's all he needs to do, man, is get you too busy for yeah. God. Where you can't find a place of solace, where you can't find a place of peace, where you can't find any of that. Right? You can if you get too busy for God, bro. That's it. And then the that's so the, it. so then the time in your life is so compact there's no margin or area or openness for water to right. come in boom and yeah. so it just runs and, and so guess what guess what that guess what happened it creates runoff mm-hmm. right so the water goes somewhere else man yeah yeah dude that's so deep yeah how did he know that you know what i mean like how because he's god bro yeah. and when jesus you know and so and that's just the first one man but i want yeah. to continue on that like did you have anything to yeah, I'm trying to. So he, he struck me with uh, the Nile, the Nile deal. I think it's. Uh, man, I just taught on this. Uh, <clears throat> I think it's First Kings, but he's talking about Israel, and uh, he says basically you don't even know me, and he says you don't even cry out and say where is the Lord, mm-hmm. and and you're seeking for water, but you left, you left the water that I had to offer you. And so they're seeking the water. I'll find it before we're done because I feel like it really fits in well. But um, the Lord, this has been thousands, this has been what, 4,000 years ago, 3,000 years ago. And uh, it's the same thing, bro. We're looking for water, but we're forsaking our first love. Where it comes from. And we're, so yeah, we we have this right here. He's saying, here you go. And it it even says you put put it in uh, earthen vessels with holes and it's running out. And I'm like, dude, that's me. Like I'm doing that. I'm trying to I'm trying to do ministry. I'm trying to do this thing. And so you're talking about trampling the soil and breaking it down. And like I'm like, I've been doing that. I've been trying. And our, our intentions are good. One thing our team talks about, Sam talks about all the time, is we're not critical of ourselves and others people other people. We get our intentions. We believe people have good intentions. Absolutely. For yeah. sure. Pharisees did not have good intentions. I think they started out that way, but then they got so caught up in legalism. So um yeah, let's look at people with the heart of the Father and man, I love you. This just seems a little bit off. I can't. I can't necessarily wrap with that. But let's let's work together. Let's love each other. Let's talk about this. You know. And so the soil. What if they got some thorns coming up, bro? I'm tough. I'll I'll pull some thorns out. You know what I mean? Instead of just, oh, you got thorny soil. I'm not going to work with you. And that's what I've done for a lot of my life. Is I've seen thorns all my all the while. I'm thorny. You know well, you're what I mean? You're supposed to pull them off. Yeah. Right. And so why not help each other when we see some thorns? Like, bro. Is this going, you know, you're kind of being, you're kind of being driven and tossed like waves of the sea with this doctrine stuff. Like, let's go back to simple Jesus, you know, and then the soil, getting back to the soil is like, let's plant seeds of righteousness. Let's, let's do that. Let's look at, what is it? Uh, Philippians, Philippians four, like focus on what is good. If there's anything, look, like, let's keep your mind on on that. I have a question. Do you think at certain, during certain seasons, do you think we can, we like bounce around through the soils in our own life, or are we just one and not the others? Hmm. I don't know. I mean, I'm yeah, not trying to develop. One, I'm not trying to develop a doctrine out of it, but I know no, that there's uh, a season where, again, we're so busy right. that there's no room for the word. Yeah. Right, and well, 
and well, let's look at it naturally too. Uh, soils undergo change. Actually, it's constantly undergoing change. Soil is an ecosystem that is constantly undergoing change for better or for worse. And so at all times, that's why they have guys that are strictly dedicated to soil science because they can look at this, monitor it, see what's happening, understand what's happening. So I think just like in the natural, you have to pay attention to the kind of soil. I believe that we, we need to be paying attention. I don't think, oh, I'm just in a season where I'm crappy soil right now. Right. No, it, it, it happen that way for some reason that's why whenever a tree is stressed whenever we get to a job site a tree is stressed you know the first thing that i look at is soil what happened uh was there construction recently uh was there uh, who's who's doing the ph levels in your lawn mm-hmm. you know what w- the soil is oft, often telling of what's really going on with the tree you know what i mean and yeah. all the other stuff is secondary like the the diseases the insects secondary to what's going on so yeah man i believe it's our we have to what, what but how how do we keep good soil it's right. It said it in, in Psalms one, bro. Blessed are you if you're if you're in the Word of God, bro. You're gonna be like a tree Meditate. planted, yeah. planted. You know what I mean? You're mm-hmm. planted, rooted. And what does mm-hmm. it say in Colossians? Be rooted in Christ, mm-hmm. right? Christ is the good soil, right? So oh, there it is. Right. Be rooted in Christ. Be rooted in that good soil, bro. Yeah. If you, and, and Jesus said, abide in me. You know what I mean? Which means you have the option to not abide not in abide, him. Yeah. Right. If you're not abiding in him, if you're not abiding in the word, Jesus is the word. If you're not meditating in the word, if you're not rooted in the word, who is Jesus? You're not going to be like a tree planted by water. Right. right? So we have, the, the, there is a responsibility for us, man. Oftentimes people go, oh man, it's all God. It's all God, man. God's going to, bro, you have, you have a responsibility to, 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 to go, come along, you know, side the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit is doing in your life, yeah. right? To, to keep tilling that soil, to keep that soil maintained. You have to maintain it. It's a con, mm-hmm. con, just like he's talking about pulling thorns, bro. Have you ever seen what a vine does to a tree? When it wraps it up, have you ever seen a tree so heavy laden with vine? Vine, yeah. Yeah. Dude, that vine sucks all the nutrients out, and it tears that tree to the ground. Really? Yeah, hmm. dude. You hmm. never seen it? I always thought it just looked cool. Well, that's. No, I was just going to say that, dude. How how many people think, oh, that's so pretty. It's look at that pretty. vine on that tree. It's killing that tree. But it looks pretty. Did you hear what he said? Yeah, exactly. That looks yeah. cool. That's well, Dude, well, that's it. But what's it talking about? The thorns, the cares of life, riches. That's yeah. pretty. Sucking your life, that's bro. That's pretty. And it's about to tear the tree down, man. That's what I'm talking about. Ooh, the hear, amount of hear the word of the Lord. The bro. amount of people sitting in your seats. The amount of amount of bro, disciples I'm, you're making. Yeah, and dude. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, man. It, oaks are really, really strong trees, bro. But if you're if it's heavy laden with vine and thorns, dude, it's coming down one way or another. So For oaks real? of righteousness, I don't know, man. You know, so yeah. it's it, so that that's that upkeep, right? If you see thorns, do we have something to do with? Do we have something to a process of pulling that off of us to to strip ourselves of that? to make sure that we're not, well, how do you do that? Man, look at our society. Look at our culture. Look at what we're inundated with right now, man. Yeah. Flashy, uh, next best, next iPhone, newest car, newest thing, biggest house, biggest, you know, whatever, yeah. most money, all these things. We have been, you know, in our culture, we, you know, the American dream, capitalism, bro. Yeah. Make money, make money. It's all about getting money and getting paid, dude. And yeah. nobody cares about anything else, man. And then yeah. it's so we, and then we look at it and we're so awestruck by the fact that the church here is powerless. Yeah. Well, according to what Jesus said right here, you know what I mean? We're telling people that wealth is, oh, we, we, and we've substituted, we, we, we've come up with it. Oh, it's being wealthy is okay. Bro, what I heard Jesus say was, man, unless you sell everything that you own, you can't be a disciple. You can be right. a Christian, but until you're willing to give all that aside, when it means nothing to you, 
now we're making cool. headway right. for a disciple. You know what I mean? But we've right. said, oh, it's okay to be, I don't believe, I'm not going to get into that. But anyway, so here it is saying that, you know, the, the cares of this life choking out the word of yeah. God, man. Yeah. So I will say, <clears throat> I didn't know where you're going to go with that. I know some super wealthy people that have done that. And because of that, they become wealthy, but they're sowing into the kingdom and the Lord's using them powerfully. But dude, they've sold out for Jesus and, and they're not run by the world. And matter of fact, I just had a guy, not wealthy well, guy. Real go quick. Ahead. Go, ahead, just, go ahead. Let me just interject the deceitfulness of riches. It's possible to acquire riches and not be deceived by them. Yeah. Right. So that's the process yeah. of, of sanctifying something for the Lord, right? Yes. Yeah, taking, apart, taking what is essentially dirty, essentially unclean, essentially used for, satanic system things and then and redeeming and, and it, for, redeeming the it yeah. for the Lord. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for correcting me. Boom. Did I correct you? I think I, I felt, just made a point. I felt like you it, corrected in me. my heart. I did not seek to correct you, but I, I know that stand I, corrected. I, I Casey. Think, <laughs> stand down soldier. Yeah. That's what I meant. <laughs> Sorry. Go Dude, ahead. Joel. No, I, uh, go ahead, Joel. yeah, just, just overwhelmed by the, so I had a, I have a friend, one of our guys at, at Jesus life newer to the Lord, I baptized them, I don't know, a year and a half ago, they brand new to the Lord, and like, it's just fun, like, they don't know the church, they've never been in church before, those are my favorite people, I shouldn't say that, I love, all of my people are my favorite people, anyway. Yeah, but they haven't anyway, been, they yeah. haven't been, they, they don't know, their mind isn't clouded by, right. by church doctrine, and, right, you know, and law, right, so they right. send you a text, and you're like, yes, yes, I get it, anyway, he's had two friends, two close friends die, like taking their own life in the last two weeks. So he's struggling, man. He's like, man, but he's doing well with the Lord, but he's struggling. And, you know, the Lord just hit me. This is why I do what I do. Like this is kingdom of, not, not to help them process death, but to bring life where there is death. And so this is why I live for Jesus and am empowered by the Holy Spirit and preach the gospel so that those two lives don't get lost. So we don't even have to deal with that. We bring life so that those that are suffering and suffering decay and death, that the Holy Spirit's going to lead us to them as we preach the gospel faithfully in season and out of season everywhere all day long. That's our role. Right. John 6 is the will of the Father. If you want to know what it is, read the end of John 6. It just says it twice, is that, and that all will come to his son. So the will of the Father is one that... that Nobody in, should perish. In, right. In Acts 1.8 that we are empowered by the Holy Spirit so that we will be his witnesses to the ends of the earth. That's our role, right? Yep. And then yep. and then two, that all would have life abundantly in him. And so I was just struck that, man, I got, I got good words to comfort him. Mm. And the Lord just hammered me that, Joel, my kingdom comes and radically changes it. So I get we're in a fallen world, so I get we're still gonna have death and I get it. But I want you to be so bold that those two people that were suffering with alcoholism and death and so so poorly that uh, are so so heavily that they took their own life, my kingdom is that you come in and you and I bring deliverance to those people. Right. You see what I'm saying? Right. Well, that's what we talked about the last the last podcast was the process of photosynthesis for us. Right. So taking in death and emitting life from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Good. yeah, Good. that lines up per perfectly. What we're talking about in the process of photosynthesis, yeah. the process of a tree, man, right? It's all there, man. It's, Dude, it's, 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 it's all good. Right this there. is for real. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, it's a for real thing. This is my favorite teaching. Of, you know, not just because I'm an arborist, but good. because I mean that that teaching. You know, the vine and the soils has always been good. Always been one of my favorites. Good. So yeah. Anyway, where are we, Jason? What? What are we doing now? Hey, I found the water thing. Can I read oh, this yeah. real quick? Yeah, go for it. All right. So uh, this is the Lord Jeremiah two actually. 
uh, and it says, For my people have committed two evils, Jeremiah 2.13. They have forsaken me, the fountain of living waters, to hew for themselves cisterns, broken cisterns that can hold no water. Right? Wow. And, then, and then you go down a, a, few, a few verses, um, and it says, says, Have you not done this to yourself by your forsaking the Lord your God, which he led you in the way? But now, what are you doing on the road to Egypt? Which made me, when you're talking about the Nile, listen to this, bro. But now, what are you doing on the road to Egypt? To drink the waters of the Nile? Or what are you doing on the road to Assyria? To drink the waters of the Euphrates? Your own wickedness will correct you, and your apostasies will reprove you. Know therefore and see that it is evil and bitter for you to forsake the Lord your God. And I just think, bro, I've been trying to drink water. You know what I mean? Like I've been making cisterns like... Hey guys, come to this, come to Jesus' life, and we'll make everything well. Man, the Lord said, Hey, it's cool what you're doing, but don't. It's not Jesus' life, and that's it. It's the source. It's whatever. You know what I mean? Like sure. city, church on the streets, it's new life. It, and it's not just our tribe and our the people we like. It's like, Hey, how can we bless the body? How can we work together? So uh, that's where I'm, the soil is like when you said that loan, bro. I'm like, Dude, we need to get over these walls. We need to get over the separation that I'm this kind of soil. Well, you said it best. If it's one kind of soil, dude, there's no life. Mm-hmm. There's wow. no life. For real, right? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I, I think back to Isaiah 61 verse 3 where he says, um, oaks of righteousness. There's not just, not just one tree is on display for the Lord's glory. Yeah. It's Multiple. a forest. Yeah of trees right and check this out you know how they say you can't see the trees for the forest right this is the body of christ when we are in heaven the great gathering the wedding feast you're not going to see the trees for the forest so your little ministry with its name and title and logo and website which is good now and serving its purpose is going to get lost in the mix when the body of christ comes together right and so why not if if our purpose and this is me getting on my. Oh, we're <laughs> I'm, doing it. I'm on one Come now. On. Let's I'm, do it. I'm feeling it rise up. Um, gosh, I'm, I'm having a hard time in my brain right now. <laughs> Father, help me, Lord, to gather <laughs> my thoughts. Help me to gather my thoughts. Jesus said, uh, "This is how you should pray: Your will on earth, as it is in heaven." And as the people of God, it is our responsibility to be on earth, to be on mission, to bring God glory, to preach the good news, but to also pray in the kingdom of heaven here and now because we begin to administer that from a seat where we've been raised and seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. And so we're with Christ. We have the mind of Christ who can know the thoughts of God. We have the mind of Christ. We can come in, come into alignment with the will of the Father. And so then we can begin to say amen, yes yeah. and amen, and we begin to administer that into the world now. So it says, yeah. your will be done on earth as, in, as it is in heaven. We are bringing heaven to earth. We're giving people a glimpse of what the kingdom of God is like. And the kingdom of God on that day is that the trees get lost by the forest. Yeah. The oak itself gets lost in being on display for the Lord's glory among other oaks yeah. where the individual is important. The gathering of oaks is even more important to, sh- to be on display for the glory of the father. So if that is the father's will and that's what it's going to be like in heaven and mm-hmm. we're to bring heaven to earth, we're to bring that image of the, of the body here and now. Yeah. Right. Dude, and yeah, man, the competition's real, bro. You know what I mean? The co- that competitive let, spirit. It's dude, 
And, and I wanted I wanted to tell, <clears throat> tell you this. I wanted to tell you this on the on the last podcast, but I didn't get around to it because we had went so many other places. Branches in a tree. Did you know that the weakest point in a tree is called codominant stems, where branches are competing to be the leader. Right, hmm. that's the weakest part. That's where you have when you drive down the road after after a storm and there's breakouts. It's usually because there were co-dominant stems competing for the top, and they split off and break in the wind. Oh, so church that'll splits. preach, dude. So church splits, right? Because they're because they're 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 competing for the top, right? Dude, not even church splits, bro. Comparison within I, the church. I compare it to the source. Jesus life versus how many people you got, bro? How you doing? Oh this? man, they've only got twelve followers, bro. Don't you know worry. what I mean? Don't worry about those. You know what guys. I mean? They like, ain't coming in. You know? bro. Yeah, how I, can I come help you? I've been there, man. Gosh, I've been there so much. And you know what's funny is this is how the Lord works. And I'll just put this out there because I've said this in front of Rob Dance. But um, when we were doing ministry up in North Wichita, and I was. You know, I'm still a young leader, but I was a very, very young leader at that point in time. And so Rob, Rob was, his church was meeting there at 21st and Amadon, and we were meeting in the Evergreen Rec Center. And for no reason whatsoever, I did not like Rob Dance and Restored Community Church. Like, I had this in my heart for no reason whatsoever. And I remember sitting down with him one time, like, finally we, you know, because I would see him at Starbucks, and so we were like, oh, we're going to get together. Yeah, bro, we'll get together. (laughs) We're not going to get together, you know. But then finally we got together, and he's become one of my best friends. I love the guy with all my heart, man. Like, I look look up to him and the ministry that he leads. And it's just like the Lord to take what was once an unfounded dislike discord division and spirit of competition from another church in the city and to unite them to be stronger together and so it's not a competition it is not a competition and if you feel you sense that in your heart like for some reason man you you've got to confront that divided will will not not stand. stand and even that's jesus's house too bro you know, that's Jesus's house. You know, Pink Floyd, divided we fall. It's the truth, <laughs> man. It's, it's the truth. If he can keep us from unity, if he can keep us. Satan. Not. Yeah. 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 The, the adversary of our soul. Right. If he can keep us from being alone, if he can yeah. keep us being individual, well, man, there ain't no life. Yeah. You're right. That's absolutely. That's a good For word. Real. That's a, it's true. If he can separate us and keep us from being integrated and keep us from using our gifts one to another to minister to the body of Christ and to minister to each other and to keep us, what, for for the work of the ministry, right, which is you and your personal life. It's not, you know, your massive evangelistic crusade, okay? It's your evangelistic crusade is every day right in front of you, you know what I mean? And that's the ministry. So, But if he can keep us from ministering to each other and building each other up, the work of the saints for the ministry, bro, then then what's going to happen, man? Nothing. Dude, it's not a forest the perfect example of fruitful reproduction. Of course it is, bro. And you, and check this out. The best, the best, when you rake up your leaves from underneath the tree, did you know you're actually doing, you're doing that tree a disservice. The best thing that you can do for a tree is to keep that, that, that floor, that turf. Everybody wants turf. They want this beautiful lawn, but literally they don't know that the turf is competing for the absorbing roots because the absorbing roots are in the upper six layers of, or six inches of the soil for the tree. Yeah. You know what I mean? The and bunch of roots go down. Grows. Right. And the grass grows. So they're always competing for nutrients. If you keep, if you don't rake your leaves, that natural process of the leaves falling in the season, decomposing. that decomposing puts the nitrogen yeah. back in the soil, uh-huh. which is sucked back into sucked the tree. Back, yeah. Right. So we're, we're raking up the leaves. We're not keeping it natural, right? The forest floor is the most, is, is, 
is the most, that's where it happens. That's the natural state of things. That's the most so, beneficial thing for the tree is to be around other trees in the forest. Bro. So tell me how that is connected to the body of Christ. Mm. It's you, connected. You tell me. Yeah. So how do trees help each other? What do you mean? Like in general. So like a forest Just, is a... Is right. A, yeah. Right. Well, it's a community. Because of what's going it's on. It's a community and it's reproducing. A forest is always reproducing because... They're chopping seed. That's what they do, man. You know, it's the natural process of it. So, and like I said, that that process of shutting down your functions, because there is seasons, right, where it's cold and the yeah. tree's going to go into... Hibernation. Right. Do so trees go to sleep? They... they, they dormant, right? So that's dormant, yeah. yeah. So they, they, they shut down all their functions mm-hmm. for a time. Yeah. But that shutting down, I believe that that's that that's that reflective time in your life where you've just gone through a season, and it's time to shut it on down, to lay it on down for a little bit, to sit there dormant for a little bit, to reflect on it, and then bring new life. From yeah, there's it. A, I mean, there's a season for trees, and even in Psalm one, then it says it'll yeah, yield its season. fruit in season. Right. And so, I mean, the Lord can do whatever He wants at it, any point in time, and of course, He can supersede the natural. This is why we believe in the supernatural, right? right? But just as a guideline, are you always going to be fruitful? Like, will there always be fruit on your branches? It takes time. It takes time. Is there always going to be fruit? I don't know. If there's something wrong with the tree, maybe it's not producing the full harvest. Maybe, you know, it's disease. Maybe there's something going on with it, but thank God. That but there will be fruit. Of course. But in, even so, Jesus said, it'll fall and some will give a thousand, some will give sixty, yeah, some will give thirty. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. interesting to consider. Which doesn't show your importance in the kingdom. He's just saying, hey, that's how it'll be. The same with Jethro and Moses, right? He says but, some will lead ten, some will lead hundreds, some will lead thousands. There's not a. But that's where the competition, yeah. the spirit of the competition comes in. Hey, I see that guy's dropping a hundredfold fruit. Right. <laughs> I've only got thirty. Why, right. God? Why? Gosh, you know, they've got to stop that nonsense. Which it's, we don't even know what it is actually. Like, yeah. what's a hundredfold fruit? Who knows? I asked yeah. this. I think I asked this question last time. Is there any evidence in the Bible that where people are ever referred to as fruit? I people, you mean like when? Our, so when, when we Adam say and Eve said, fruitful ministry. Yeah, we oh. say fruitful ministry. So God, so God says, be fruitful, multiply. So He's saying, go make people. Right. Well, interestingly, though, the fruit of the Spirit. Yeah, that's what and that's what we were talking so about. So, did you go back to that? Like, yeah, 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 and the fruit of the spirit, the fruit of the spirit. It's the spirit. I don't believe that people are fruit. I believe that yeah. people are. So, trees. like, when it comes to fruitful ministry, <laughs> yeah. are people fruit? Well, dude, I would say Jesus is fruit because you guys have you guys have read. I'm sure, especially if you have DM people on here, Ephesians four a hundred times. But yes, let me let me read this to you for real. Just listen. This is and so I'm not even going to re- read them all. Apostles, prophets, blah blah. For the equipping of the saints, for the work of service, to the building up of the body of Christ, until we all attain to the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of the Son of God, the knowledge of the Son of God, to a mature man, to the measure of the stature which belongs to the fullness of Christ. As a result, we are no longer to be children tossed here and there by waves and carried about by every wind of doctrine, by the trickery of men, by craftiness and deceitful scheming. But speaking the truth in love, that's 1 Corinthians 13, love, perfect love, we are to grow up in all aspects into him who is the head, even Christ. So 
I believe the fruit is that we're growing up into him and that we are going to be the pure and spotless bride. And, and I just am struck by the forest. I've heard that before. Like the forest floor is the healthiest thing because it doesn't. And so I thought, you know what, when you said, well, how do trees help each other? They don't clean each other up, dude. They just let it be naturally, organically. They let the leaves fall. They let that happen. Right. You but, know what I mean? Yeah. And, but there is such thing as a leliopathy, right? Which is where the trees are competing for nutrients, where the trees are, <laughs> they're, right. they're competing, you know what I mean? And so, but we have to, man, and it's really interesting that this whole entire conversation has led into competition within the, within the church, dude. It's, I think this is something that we need to camp on for a little bit and something that we need to talk about. We're like, where did that even come from? Why, right. you know? And, I mean, even Paul was talking about, hey, look, man, I don't care who was baptized by who. I wish I would have never baptized any of you. Amen. You know what I mean? Amen. Oh, I follow, I follow him or I right. follow him or I follow him. He's like, why? Why are you guys, you know, even talking about this kind of thing? Because if isn't it, aren't we all, you know, on the same, the yeah. same yeah. team here? Well, James says that why is there warring among you? Why is, yeah. why is there conflict? It's, was, yeah. it's interesting, too, what you were just quoting. He says, I, I planted in Palace Waters. And he said, this is crazy, right? Uh, he says, he says, uh, he says, none of them matter. What matters? God matters. So he's basically like, we don't even matter in this thing. He matters. Dude, that's a for real picture of the kingdom. He matters. You look at Revelation, you look at worship of the king. They're, the elders cast their crowns. Dude, I think, I'm think for me, my crown, and I can only speak for myself, is Jesus Life. Or we planted house churches and did really great and had some cool stuff. And, and Jesus Life is going great in the building. Like people living up there. And mm-hmm. It's really easy to be like, all right, man. Yeah. Hey, Jason, let me help you with your building because <laughs> I'm good. But this is yeah. what the Lord's doing here. I don't know what it looks like, but he matters. You know what I mean? I actually, that's funny you mentioned that because I actually put that in my notes. He matters. Hold on, let me read this. Well, yeah, the... the ch- Go ahead, go ahead. If we go back to Isaiah 61, it says, the oak of righteousness on display for his splendor, the tree does not exist to bring glory to itself, to say, hey, look at me. Right. The tree is something that, it's a, it's like a, um, like a mirror or a reflector. And when you look at it, your gaze bounces then to the Father, or yeah. should bounce to the Father. Yeah. We should be a reflective surface, not a, an absorbing surface. We shouldn't be a black cloth that absorbs light. We should be a white cloth that reflects light. Mm. And so everything that, who we are and what we do, when people see us, they should, should then see the Father. But so often we want to say, hey, look at me. Look at, I'm a teacher at the source. Look at right. what I'm doing. Look, look what, what God told me. Yeah. Or my revelation is better than yours. Listen to mine. Dude, I've been guilty of that. I'll oh, just be man. honest with you guys. Dude. Like, oh, oh yeah, those guys. I'm not, And I don't do this with the mm-hmm. source, but you're sitting right across from me. Hell yeah, Jason at the source. He needs some help. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. But okay, so I want to correct what I said. It's not matter. This is even deeper. So then neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything but God who causes the growth. Like, so let's just lead them to God. And let him do his natural work and let, if we're all a new creation in Christ, I was struck by that. Like the science of soil is good, but God is supernatural. So he even breaks that like, you're yeah. a new creation. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Are you really though? Are we letting people be a new creation? Like you got to stock up, you got to start at rock bottom to be a new creation. Well, we're trying, we're trying to, we're, we're not trying to promote newness. We're trying to promote cookie cutter. Yeah. The same thing. Look, you got to be like me. That, that way we know that you're a Christian. Yeah. You know, that way I, I know that you're following Jesus because you look like me right right and so 
Yeah, I've said this before. I think I said this in our in our first podcast with Jeff Jewett, but you know, it's one thing to convert people to Christian culture and it's another thing to convert them to Christ. Mm-hmm. Right? Even Jesus told the Pharisees, you travel land, sea, and air, or whatever, he says, to make one um, convert, yet you make them twice the child of hell that yeah, you are, yeah. because they've converted them to their way of thinking, right? It To a behavior, to yeah. looking and acting a certain way, then Jesus Rather, says, your righteousness yeah. must exceed that of the Pharisees. So yeah. the Pharisees were converting it to their, you know, what they looked at like as righteous, and Jesus said, no, you need to be beyond Out, that. Outside of that. Outside of that. And it's not saying that you need to like be holier. Well, yeah. I mean, you're set apart in Christ, but he's saying we need to be in Christ. We need to not live by the law, live by work, say, hey, look at me, look at what I'm doing. And so that's it's that one com- th- That's that competition, bro. Mm-hmm. It's the competition. Yeah. Yeah. Well, look at that church, look at that church. Well, look at me, you know, like whenever people are saying their prayers on Facebook, it's like, what? Uh, first of all, you know what I mean? Like I... <laughs> I thought Jesus said, go to your closet, not go to Facebook mm. whenever you're typing up your prayer there. You know what I mean? Ruffling like, feathers, brother. Hey, wow. I don't care, man. Like, serious. Let's, let, let's grow up in the Lord, right? God causes the growth, man. Like, things like that. Like, mm-hmm. it's like, but is that not a display? You said ruffling feathers, but is that not a display for somebody to I, get up? Is it not? I why would so. you put, why would you put that on Facebook? Well, Facebook in itself is, is you, all display. You it's create a, you create a profile and it Correct. says, Hey, look at me. Look Correct. At me, look, look at, at me. me. Look at what yeah. I'm doing. Right. That's law. double-edged sword. It's double-edged. It's, it is double-edged, but yeah. you can sanctify it for the Lord. Anyway. Amen. So I'm just <laughs> Facebook for Jesus. Face, face, Facebook for Jesus. Social media for Jesus. Yep. And so, but that competition, man, it's, it's deeply, in, but we've been growing up in that, right, in, in America. Praise the Lord. We've been growing yeah. up in competition Our in city is doing, God's doing some awesome stuff in yeah. our city. Oh, yeah, he is. He's For causing, real. he's, I believe that the, I believe it. When Sam says, dude, you know, when, and I, I man, whenever he ta- starts talking about what's coming, I get fired up because I know, oh, yeah. I know oh, yeah. that God is causing a, a, a churning in people's hearts. And I was talking to Jason about this earlier, Joel. I was like, we were just in the car and I was like, dude. And, and I'm going to say this, but people are going to hear it the wrong way, but I just wanted to put my mind frame on it. I was like, because just lately in my life, I've been looking at things and I'm saying either 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 God is not who he says he is, mm-hmm. or we as Christians have done a very, very poor job of, of being a reflection of Christ, mm-hmm. right? Of being the reflection of the Father, you know, and... That stifles me sometimes in my thoughts and things. Because like, it doesn't, li- because because it doesn't, it doesn't line, line up, up when you read. Because it's not consistent and correct. Yeah. Correct. And I'm not saying, oh, I'm questioning my faith. I know, Man, I've been through so much, and I've seen God deliver me through so many things. I would never. Amen. Someone could put a gun to my head, right? You could put that gun to my head right now and say, man, you got to deny Jesus. And I'm like, ah, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can't. I'm not able to because I've seen him do things you know, in my life that I can mm-hmm. attribute to nobody else. I didn't attribute it to the universe. I don't attribute it to science. Attributed. I prayed specific prayers in the name of Jesus, and He answered. Yeah. So you know, but I just we're not consistent with with what I see in the Bible, and it's causing me, man. Yeah. I, I'm just gonna be honest on yeah. this podcast with you guys, man. It's causing me some deep trouble yeah. in my spiritual life, bro. Because I'm like, what's fake and what isn't fake, you know? And when we talk about oh, people got their good intention, no, man, the heart is the heart is deceitful above all things, bro. So even when you're talking about oh, or even when people are talking, oh, but well, I'm doing this, doing this good work, there's always something behind it, man. We're so inundated with self, self, mm-hmm. the self-awareness, self-consciousness, the neo-narcissist movement, bro. We're so inundated with ourselves. We can't even, we can't even, you're dead in your trespasses, bro. You don't even know it, right. you know? And so, uh, 
oh man, I was going yeah. off, Jason. No, Jason's <laughs> looking so, dude, at Jason's like looking at me like, oh no. Joel has well, a well, Yeah, I would I would yeah. say, Casey, so a little bit of where you're at right there is competitive in comparison. Like even with you, you're like, yeah. I'm torn, man, you're like, you keep saying us and them and the Lord tells us we're worried about us. You worry, yeah. you worry about me. And so the way I lead, and I'll, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll disagree that what's happening at Jesus life. I don't have an underlying agenda. I did. Right. No, but because yeah. I've confessed that publicly, like, look guys, this is not about me and I've made it about me. And this is, and when you release that control, but uh, you just have to be careful. Um, with even putting it on any other man, even putting it on Jason or on anyone here that, okay, we're on the same page. Cause that's, then it becomes in that way too. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're disciple nations. We're one tribe. We're good. And like, we have these conversations all the time. Like we are not better than anyone. We are not leading people to disciple nations. We are not. And so just, I feel like, I feel like the Lord is saying to you, I see you, I know you, I want you. And mm-hmm. so just, just be aware that he is leading you and how he's leading you and the body needs you to be you, but doesn't need you to, to turn on the body. doesn't need you to tell the body where yeah. they're doing it wrong. And that's, well, you just need to live it. Yep. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And I, and I, and I completely agree with that, man. And see, this is that thing. Well, you know, how can, how can anything, you know, everything that's illuminated becomes a light, right? And yeah. so how can we, those dark areas in your life, like even competitive Okay. Yeah. If that's, if that's what the Lord says to me, competitive. Okay, man. I just, I don't, I don't want fake anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Me and so, neither, bro. Yeah. And, and you're right, dude. And I, cause it's been, it's been in my mind, bro. I told Jason this morning, dude, and gosh, man, is this, is this the right place for this man? Let's do it. Because I'm telling you, dude, like this, this morning, I got a word for you, bro. I'm yeah. And, and this is, and this is cool. You know, I told Jason, I've told Jason this a couple of weeks ago, I, I believe. I said, man, I'm walking away. From, I, I really feel like walking away from Christianity so that I can find Christ. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I just, and I wanted to walk away. I'm like, yeah. man, I, I want to walk away from this because it's just not, it's not consistent, you know? And so not, not from walk away from God. I'm talking about walking away from what we were talking about. Christian culture, yeah. Christian colloquialisms, Christ, all this Christian stuff, right? And this is, this is the struggle, man. This is real. And I'm being honest. Yeah, dude. And whoever, mean. whoever's listening to this podcast, they can hate on it if they want, dude. I don't care, dude, because yeah. honesty is the best policy. This is your struggle. Hey, bro, yeah, well, can yeah. I just say something? Yeah, go ahead. Why you got to say that? I don't know, man. You don't got to say that. Uh, well, just be you. Bro. All right, man. Who cares if they're hating on you? It is what it is. Jesus said they're going to hate on you. Jesus said they're going to come. If they malign the head of the house, how much more are they going to malign you? So don't eat. What comes out of your mouth is an overflow of your heart. And yeah. so I think you got to have people around you that'll say, hey, bro, really? why, why, <laughs> are you, why are you saying that? You know what I mean? I mean, for real, because what's coming out of your mouth is... is what's hurting in here, what's in here yeah. and, a, and a little bit of yeah. like, Casey, bro, you don't got to say that. Like, what if they're hating on you, but you do care. You yeah. say that. And most of the time when we say we don't care, we're saying that because we do care. Yeah. I want to let you know, Hey, I want to let you know, Casey, I don't care what your opinion is right now. <laughs> well, why do I got to say if I don't care? Yeah. I'm just going to let it roll off. You know, right. John Smith and I have a little thing. We joke like brush it off. You know just what I mean? Brush it off. Dirt off brush the shoulders. It off. So, um, yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where I appreciate Casey's, um, I appreciate the way that he's open and honest about these Amen. things. Amen. We have, you know, we have a lot of conversations in private that I would be really uncomfortable having in a public forum. However, we've then in the public forum stripped what we are saying of its authenticity. Right. Because we're trying to wrap it up in something that people are going to be able to palate and then right. not 
provoke some sort of response that we don't want because you know so right and and essentially so the, stepping on eggshells but, but if the truth sets you free then why am i trying to water that down for in my real life? you know what i mean like, james five so, so if i'm if i'm watering that down and i guess i guess that's why sometimes i want validation from i don't care if you're hating right but it's like i want to speak the truth because everything inside of me you know what i mean is is reaching out for man i want true i don't want watered down i don't yeah. want somebody to be oh well, i can't say that you know what no i'll say it you know what i mean like because <laughs> because free freedom i want freedom you know and everything inside of us is bursting for freedom man and i think that we're held down yeah because yeah, i'm held down man you yeah. know yeah. and so i feel it yeah yeah yeah, yeah well I, I appreciate that you said that jason authenticity man that kind of yeah. got my wheels turning you know like man but it's your struggle and yeah. this is the problem too with like scripture says confess your sins one to another and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Right. Right? Pray and for well, we don't want to confess. Yeah. So how well, we don't want to confess. <laughs> and when we do confess, we hold back because we're afraid of bringing judgment. things into the light and judgment. Yeah. But Because yeah. their deeds are evil. Judgment bro. happens in the light. Yeah. And let me tell you, when you're judged under the blood of Christ, you're judged to life. Mm, you're not judged good. to death. That's good. Right. Yeah. Mm. So my guess is, and I don't know that when you've been authentic or you've even shared your thoughts with someone that disagreed with you, that they attacked you or they, they judged you or they didn't, they didn't process with you. Cause what if something you're thinking is whack? One of your authentic thoughts, mm-hmm. it can't be whack, bro. I'll just be real with you. Like you can be, we're, we're a tangled mess of flesh. Oh yeah. You know? And so, uh, I love to walk in the prophetic, but I put my hands up all the time. Jason's probably seen me do it. I, I put my hands up and I'm like, Hey, Here's what I feel like the Lord. I never say, I never say, Hey, here's what the Lord's saying. Or I just say, Hey, I feel like this. Cause I, it could be like, I see a white house and actually it's a white hospital. You know what yeah. I mean? Like who, who knows? But listen, to, I love this. Jesus is, he's facing getting stoned, uh, by the, getting, by getting, the Pharisees. Yeah. Stoned? With stones, with stones. Yeah. Oh, no, with not, stones. yeah not your Starbucks stuff. Anyway. <laughs> John, John 10, 25, Jesus answered them, I told you and you do not believe the works that I do in my Father's name, these testify of me. Damn. So for you too, bro, the works you do in the Father's name, these testify, right? But you do not believe because you are not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me and I give eternal life to them and they will never perish and no one will snatch them out of my hand. Yeah. Like, bro, you can't get snatched. We can't get snatched. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all and no one is able to snatch them out of the Father's hand. I and the Father are one. Listen to what the next line says. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him. Jesus answered them, I showed you many good works from the Father. For which of them are you stoning me? Mm. And so like, dude, I, we got to stop worrying about getting stoned. And we got to stop worrying about people throwing insults. We need to surround ourselves with people that are leading us to uh, in, on the path of righteousness, that are encouraging us in the fruit of the Spirit, encouraging us in true First Corinthians love, our 13 love, that, uh, hey, Casey, I might disagree with you on something, but amen, dude, I got your back, and let's process this together, mm-hmm. and we can still disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, what if, because if if First Corinthians 12 and Romans 12 are true, that we're all individual members of the body, and none of us are alike, and I can't say to the foot, I don't need you, mm-hmm. then why do we only hang out with those that we agree with? Shouldn't we have people that we disagree with, and shouldn't we be like, yeah. hey, dude, I'm going to bring you in, actually. You come in and, and help me lead this thing, because you have a different you have a different understanding than I do. And I just, I can't get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And so loam. Yeah, it's loam, bro. So, but, but don't let the enemy come in and the, in the quote unquote righteousness of like, I don't care what you say. I'm going to, I'm going to be like Jesus. Cause Jesus never says that. Mm. Jesus says like, I and the father are one, like we're one, we're unified in him. And so, 
but I'm, I just want you to know I'm with you in confession. Um, constantly, I have people in my life that when somebody says something that stirs me up in pride and arrogance, I actually call people and like, hey man, this, I don't say the person's name, I'm like, man, this, somebody said this and it really made me feel like I don't like them. You know what I mean? Or, yeah. or it made me feel like, oh, I'm better than you. And I, I confess that stuff and immediately those people will speak truth into my life. You know what I mean? So that overflow of my heart, when it's even coming into my mind, I confess that thing and dude, I've found so much freedom and release. So, yeah. So I believe that Casey, the, the church is, um, is God's method to reaching the world, right? We bring the message of Christ, but ultimately the message we bring, it points people to Jesus, right? And then he becomes Lord and Savior and Shepherd. Um, we get intimate relationship with Christ, the Holy Spirit, and the Father reestablished. Um, and we are part of the body of Christ to um, be pointed to Christ. But the body of Christ isn't your Savior, mm-hmm. right? Correct. And so here's here's what I just sensed for you, and it's just a beautiful call, and this is always... The father is always beckoning his children to deeper, intimate relationship mm-hmm. with him. And so you may have attributed, the phrase you said was, I, I feel like I need to leave Christianity so that I can really find Jesus. That may just be the only, the only phrase that you can attribute to the pull of the Holy Spirit in you into deeper, intimate relationship with Jesus. Because you said, we'll know the truth and the truth will set us free. Well, Jesus said, I am the way, I am the mm-hmm. truth, and I am the life. And so you're not looking, you don't need some deeper knowledge or bit of information to bring you into deeper relationship with Jesus. I need to you, meet him. You need yeah, deeper I, revelation yeah. of Jesus. Yeah. And this is the intimacy that that we're called to. This is the beckon, you know, the, the the beckoning, the the call of Christ in our lives. It's not that you know we evangelize so that we can pay, add to the numbers, so that we can say, hey, our ministry is awesome. We don't call people to Christ so that we can say, oh, you struggle with addiction? Well, you need Jesus so you can overcome your addiction. That's a half gospel. Yeah. The gospel is you get Jesus. And because you get Jesus, you get liberty, right? It's a, it's a, um, it's both and, right? right. But it, it's not. I mean, you can. There are certain steps you can take and things you can do to find freedom in your life from certain things. I mean, there are medications you can take to not be an alcohol any, uh, alcoholic anymore. But it doesn't mean that you're saved and sanctified and yeah. you know in relationship with Jesus. And so. Man, I would just take that, Casey, and, and I take it for myself and, and hopefully for the listeners that the the father is wooing. I mean, he is he's longing to be in deeper relationship with you. I heard it put uh, this way the other day. It's like he wants to restore that Eden Garden of Eden style relationship where you're walking with the father in the cool of the day. And that's this like side by side, face to face. Play you know, Eden meant pleasure, right? Mm. It's this place of pleasure in Him is fullness, in His presence is fullness, fullness of joy, of joy right. right? And so, man, that's I would, and and this is always what I want to come away from this podcast with is that encouragement, man. <laughs> man yeah. I need more Jesus. I need more. Yeah, Jesus. Fight, I need more. And, I need. Yeah. More than anything. More than absolutely anything. And this is the fight. 
you know what I mean? That's the fight mm. through the soils, through the thorns. Dude, it's, man. And I was listening to this Josh Garrel song earlier today on the way. It's called The Hiding Place. Have you ever listened to Josh Garrell? No, that's funny you say oh, that. Man. I just Googled him. That's so weird that you just said that, dude. I just Googled him last night. I was like, who is Bro, this dude? Bro, listen to Hiding Place. All right, cool. And, well. and it's talking about, dude, it's a fight, you know what I mean, to, to, to try to, and there's, and he said this line, there's, in this world, there's only one place left to hide. Yeah. And that's our hiding place, right? And so yeah. we have to fight to get there. And you're right, Jason. And dude, I love this is these are these moments that I look forward to on the podcast and stuff like that, just like ministering to each other. And there's been moments where we yeah. have just broken before the Lord had we've had healing with other people that yeah. we have had, you know, qualms with. We've had, you know, revelation. We have all these things. And now here I am getting ministered to, man, and got, you know, just yeah. because it's been so heavy on me. You know yeah. what I mean? And Jesus, you're right, dude. Like, bro, I want that or I want nothing at all. You know what I mean? I want I want that or nothing. You know, and so when we, when people, when we're, when we're given all this other Jesus and, or Jesus and, or Jesus Jesus plus, it's like, it's like, man, it doesn't satisfy. And no wonder I've been so dissatisfied is because it's always Jesus and rather than bro, I need to go. Yep. Back to your first love. Right. And, and it's funny that you were talking about fullness of joy because that's the scripture in my, in my, was in my mind last night in in his presence is fullness of joy. And I look at it and I'm like, dude. Like, but there's one day in your courts and a what, thousand elsewhere. Right. And I was thinking about that verse last night and I was like, man, can I recall recently where I've had joy in my life? You know, and it's like, no. Hmm. Well, am I <laughs> existing in presence? You know, Ooh. right. But have I really come to presence? Have I really come to presence or have I been placating and, you know, saying, oh, yeah, this is the presence of God in my life. These are these questions I ask, man. You I don't see, mean to dump these on you. No, dude, this, dude, is, dude, this is my mind. You're bro, good. Like, all so, the time. Am I really a Christian? You know, am I really, have I really met God? I've yeah. seen his hand. I've seen blessing after blessing after, but that's his hand, bro. That's not, yeah. you know, like, have I ever, have I had that Isaiah moment where you go before him and you're like, dang, yeah. dude, I'm undone because you've seen him. You know, mm, I don't know. Yeah. These are these so, questions that I ask. So the know. question, I mean, the real question I ask people is do you know jesus yeah like do you know him and and everything i read to you to begin with is the holy spirit tell are you asking the holy spirit to reveal him to yeah. you or are you asking jesus because jesus is saying hey i'm here i'm in a relationship with you but i sent the holy spirit to lead you to guide you to mm-hmm. remind you yeah. and so i guess the the real question casey is do you know for real i'm just asking you, do you know jesus do you know him oh yeah do you know who he is yeah. do you know what he's about yeah then there you go. You answered your question. So you don't even got to, you don't even got to <laughs> mess with that. That's, that's, that's the enemy's going to try to divide yeah. you. You know what I mean? So can I, for my last, I know we're going long, but can I read this? Yeah, this read I don't know the author. I don't even know the book. So I give this credit to somebody else, but my wife and I are reading this deal, just learning about marriage and parenting and, and our upbringing. And I had a real rough upbringing in the sense of no dad. And what I did have for a dad was, was not good. Anyway, mm. uh, listen to this. When children who have just goofed badly can leap into their parents' arms and all can laugh and learn, even if discipline has to be applied, children learn that the nasty side is also me and is loved and lovable too. Mm. And I just think the reality, like we mess up, we, we do things wrong, and we can leap into our father's arms and he still loves us even though he disciplines us, even if discipline is applied the nasty side is also me. Does that make sense? So you don't yeah. have to perform. And that's what this is all about is like, like they, they gave one story of like when the mom's at the table and she says, she says, well, you go to your room until you can smile. So what's that telling the child? 
perform. You're only good enough if you can smile. That other side is not acceptable. So then they perform and they're smiling their whole life and hiding what's really, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. So what does that do? That creates a mask, right? Because it masks the real side. Exactly. So I think you're breaking that mask, bro. I hope so. dude. dude. I I am too, bro. So (laughs) we've, we've got to drop them. I mean, we have to take the mask for real. Yeah. And there's just so much fear caught up in that fear there. You can't, you know, a shame, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. Like my deeds are like, yeah. you know, shame. My like, deeds. I are don't want to be ashamed in front of people. I don't want to come undone in front of people, yeah. man. But until we get to the place, remember Jason, when we had that, and I'm not making this about us or about the source or about whatever, but remember that one night, dude, where, we, where I just broke before the Lord in front of, and, and it oh, caused yeah. this, you know, and cause I, in that moment I was like, dude, no shame, whatever, man, I'm right. going to cry and good freaking, you know, yeah. so what it is. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things. I mean, we, and I'll tell the story real quick and I, w- I want to end with this praying, but, um, <laughs> you know, we were here doing worship and openly, honestly, publicly, you know, the source, we just here in the past couple months, we've kind of, um, re- reverted back into just doing service. Yeah just because it's what we do. Well, it's Sunday, it's five, we better go do something, you know? Yeah. And and so anyways, we were doing this a couple Sundays ago and Casey was leading worship on guitar and Jill was on, on keyboard and I was on cajon or whatever. And, and we're, you know, we're worshiping and, and I've seen Casey get emotional before while he's worshiping. And when that happens, it's like, there's this release. It's like people are then free to like, you know, it's like, oh, okay, good. Somebody else is broken. I can be broken too. <laughs> right. But he took, he had a whole, other level of broken a brokenness and i mean he's pr- playing and trying to sing and he just puts the guitar down he's like i can't do it i just I can't even do it and he just starts <laughs> praying to god and, and just breaking and and it's like he he completely tore down the wall in that moment because i mean we go to these places and and you know these these worship bands and and there's i'm, I'm not saying anything mean but when was the last time you were somewhere where the worship leader in front of a group of people just stopped playing. Oh, how awkward. Oh, that you know, they must not have practiced. Or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And there was just this completely different level of of openness and brokenness. And we need that. We need people I mean, gosh, I think that if we sh- we saw a true image of like confession, repentance and brokenness, what you what does he say? Uh, my my sacrifice to you is a is a broken and contrite spirit or something like that, right? It's a, a broken spirit is an acceptable yeah. sacrifice to the Father. This is what he wants. When was the last time we just all broke together? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. There, there, there will be people in churches tomorrow morning who would wish that all they can do is just come undone in front of their brothers and sisters in Christ, but they hold it in, yeah. right? And, man, people are hurting and they're broken and, and we need to pull that veil down because it's in that moment right. that we're going to see people really be acceptable or open to the Lord and people are going to minister. But if we're hiding the brokenness, we're how not... How can you minister? How can you minister? And so we're all pent up in these little buildings with gifts and the Holy Spirit and a longing to love each other and care for each other. But, but with no this, brokenness to, to, to minister to. But with no brokenness, <laughs> yeah. with, with no obvious brokenness to minister because to. Because we're not being honest. Because we're bro. not being honest. Yeah. Whitewashed tombs, bro. Yeah. Whitewashed well, tombs. Lord, break us. Let's pray. <laughs> God, we, we need you, Father. Jesus, we need you. Yeah. Jesus, I know that you are beckoning. God, you're calling us. You are, you're wooing us. You said, behold, I stand at the door and I knock. 
But you also said, seek me and you'll find, ask and will be given to you, and knock and the door will be opened. And so we can knock, and when we're not knocking, you're knocking. It is continual and constant, Father. And so forgive us when we don't initiate coming in and, and dining with you, Jesus, but we can also know that when we're not giving the invitation to you, you are giving the invitation to us. And it's perpetual, God. It's always happening. And so, Jesus, we just, we want to, um, God, we just want to seek you more. We want to see more of you, Father. We don't need deeper knowledge that stimulates soul, but we need deeper revelation that stimulates life in the spirit that can be administered to our soul and our body. And so, Father, I pray for Casey in this moment, God. I pray, God, that you would show him that secret place, Father. He knows where it is. Um, God, I just, uh, I pray, um, I pray that you protect him from the enemy. Jesus, you said that you were the gate, um, and, um, we go in and out, um, but as the gate, you're also the protector of the sheep, and so, Father, I pray for protection for Casey, just of the things that have been, uh, causing him trouble. Uh, Father, I pray for a correction in his thought processes, uh, you said that we'd be transformed by the renewing of our minds, Father God. So I pray that you bring about that transformation, uh, that you bring about that correction as a loving father to a child. And so, Jesus, we just want you more. We, Jesus, show us more of you, Father. Visit us, Lord. Dreams and visions, um, God, just supernaturally invade our lives. God, we we say yes to the invasion of your kingdom in our lives. Yeah. We say yes. There's a, Jesus said, "Be um, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. Mm-hmm. And so we just say yes to that, God. We want to give up our world. We want to give up um, the worries of the world. We want to give up and trade in the deceitfulness of riches for mm-hmm. um, fruitfulness in your kingdom. And we know that that starts with knowing you, Father God. And so, Lord, I pray that you continue to cultivate within us a heart that desires to know you and to see you more and more and more, deeper revelation, deeper knowledge, deeper understanding, God. We can read about you and we can learn about you, but what you desire with your people is face-to-face, side-by-side, walking together, like as in the Garden of Eden. That was the perfect relationship where you were among your people. You were among Adam and you walked with them, Father. We want to walk with you. Amen. We want to see you. We want to know you. We want to hear your voice. Amen. And so, God, we pray um, just for more and more and more and more of that, God. Um, and so, Lord, we love you. We thank you uh, for who you are. We thank you that you love us. We thank you that um, we are loved. We're children. God, we are forgiven. Um, you said, come now, let us reason together. He said, let us settle the matter, though you were as red as crimson, I will make you as white as snow. And so we thank you that that matter is settled. Jesus said on the cross, it's finished. So we can rest in grace and glory, and we can um, enter that Sabbath rest in Christ. We no longer have to strive. We don't have to work. We move forward in grace on mission by the Holy Spirit moving in His Father. So we love you. We love you. We love you, Jesus. More of you, God. Amen.